You're listening to Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis, a talk show and current affairs program focusing on St. Kitts and Nevis, the Caribbean, and international news. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, join host Andre Huey as he delves into topical issues of the day. We'll open the lines so you can call in and be part of the discussion. And he'll feature guests each week to help shed light on the various topics of discussion. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis with Andre Huey, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. with rebroadcasts on Wednesdays and Fridays, also at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Also listen on our Android mobile app and tune in radio. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. I'm Andre Huey and uh, this is uh, Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. On uh, today's edition of Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis, if you're on our Facebook page, you would have heard or actually seen the post. We will be having a guest via phone, we'll be linking up with uh, someone who lived through or has been living or had lived through the crisis in Venezuela to give us an insight of what's happening on the ground in Venezuela. Uh, we'll also be talking or tra- providing updates as well from the rest of the region in terms of what um, efforts have been done to sort of mitigate the situation in Venezuela. And all that we'll have for you on this week's edition of Let's Talk in Kiss Nevis. But before we get into that, we'll take a break and be right back. This is VOC Radio, the voice of the Caribbean. We at Multigraphics are dedicated to providing quality products and service to our customers. Our team takes pride in the craftsmanship and is passionate about its work. Every job, large or small, is important. Most of our customers come to us through referrals. That's because our number one priority is service. We serve a wide variety of customers, such as restaurants, retail stores, manufacturers, trucking companies, and many more. Our capabilities include design, production, and installation. How can we help? We are located at Bird Rock at the Woods Wright Compound. Call us at 869-763-1511 or 784-491-7599. Multigraphics. Fifteen years. For 15 years, Nagico Insurances has been an insurance icon representing dedicated service and reliability in the Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis. To commemorate this momentous occasion and as part of our celebrations, Nagico will be hosting a raffle which will be drawn on the 14th of June 2019 at 3 p.m. at our head office in Bladen's Commercial Development. The exciting prizes include first prize a Samsung S9, second prize a Samsung 43-inch Ultra Smart TV, third prize a Samsung tablet, fourth prize a KitchenAid stand mixer, fifth prize Nutribullet, and a sixth prize a remote-controlled air drone. The criteria to enter is simple. All you need to have is a valid Nagico insurance policy not expiring before June 13th, 2019. Full payment of annual premiums on renewed policy between May 7th and June 13th. Full payment of annual premiums on any new policy during May 7th and June 13th. And clearing of all outstanding premium balances in full before June 13th. Nagico would like to take this opportunity to thank our customers for allowing us to serve you over these past 15 years. And we look forward to being there for you far, far into the future. Nagico. Fast, fair, and always there. Terms and conditions apply. Me all walk like a champion. Hey, hey, hey! How would you like to go to the Simkis Music Festival VIP style? Well, KFC can make it happen. When you spend $30 or more, you get a chance to be one of the three winners per night to experience Music Festival VIP style. All you have to do, log on to www.kfcsimkitsurvey.com Complete the survey. Write the validation code on the back of the receipt along with your name and phone number and return it to any cashier and you will make yourself eligible to win 
Go to the music festival, VIP style, compliments KFC. It's finger licking good. Now is a good time to check up on your health. At Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, we do lots of medical tests to let you know what's going on. We conduct tests for blood, urine, sugar, cholesterol, liver and kidney. Remember, anything can happen because of your diet, age or medical condition that need to be evaluated. Make sure you're not at risk for diabetes or other health conditions. Call or visit Quality Diagnostic Laboratory now. 465-6657 Corner Fines Avenue and Kayon Street right here in St. Kitts. Meridian Medical Pharmacy is the best place to get your pharmaceutical products. We make filling prescriptions easy. Our well-stocked pharmacies are ready to serve you. Check us for medical supplies, skin products, supplements, and so much more. Ask about flu vaccines. At Meridian Medical Pharmacy, we are focused on offering a professional, personalized pharmacy experience. Our service is personal, compassionate, and friendly. Located at our state-of-the-art medical facilities at the corner of South Independence Square Street and Adlam Street, downtown Bastyr St. Kitts. And now we have a new branch on Frigate Bay Road in the Sugars Complex. Call 465-5096 and 465-3306 or email pharmacy at meridianmedcons.com. Visit Meridian Medical Pharmacy today and experience professional customer care and fast prescription fill-in service. Meridian Meridian Medical Medical Pharmacy. For all your printing needs at top-notch quality, go to Digital Print Plus, located on Princess Street, Bastyr, St. Kitts. At Digital Print Plus, you get the best in business cards, letterheads, envelopes, wristbands, tent cards, rack cards, flyers, brochures, logo designs, posters, photos, architectural designs, 3D renderings, and so much more. Digital Print Plus gives you the best quality at competitive prices. Contact us at 767-7468 or email digitalprintskn at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at Digital Print SKN. Digital Print Plus for all your printing needs at the best quality. Simply the best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis. I'm your host, Andre Huey. And uh, today, as I told you just before we went on the break, we'll be speaking with someone who lived in Venezuela for a a very long time and uh, just recently uh, moved from the country in light of the economic, uh, political and social crisis in the country. We have on the line with us, uh, coming to you live from Guyana, uh, Edwin Prowell. And uh, he is uh, a resident, or actually, been, like I said, in, been living in Venezuela. And he's now with his family in Guyana. And we have him on the line to give us some insight as what uh, has been happening on the ground in Venezuela. Eddie, good morning. Welcome to Let's Talks in Kisnevis. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Andre. All right. Now, you, you more or less grew up in Venezuela. You spent a, a long time there. You lived there for a long time. Uh, give us an insight into what has been happening over the last few months uh, from your experience. We've seen a lot of things on TV, on, on the international media. Some people are saying that it's not a true picture of what's going on in, in Venezuela. And others are saying it's exactly what's going on. What's your experience? Well, um, really, we don't know what will be going on because I already have two months here. But um, from the time what I was over there... We had a um, lot of years passing bad things like, you know, if you go to the bank, the bank will tell you you just will get a 500, 500 bolivars. And really, a passage is 200 bolivars. So imagine, what will you do with 500 bolivars? Then so when so you, you, can only withdraw buy... fi- you can only withdraw 500 bolivars? Yes, and, yes. You only for the day, and that's for the day. And then how much is that long, in U.S.? Long lines. Excuse me? How much is that in U.S. on average? Um, well, it depends on the U.S. how it is rolling because 
every day the the US going up, going up higher, higher, higher. The last I heard was six thousand um yeah, six thousand bolivars for one US. So you can imagine now the bank maybe the bank now will give a thousand or two thousand and the US is six thousand. So you hardly get a drought less than one dollar from the bank. Wow. Mm. So and you have to use your your car to buy things, and then they're giving you two different prices. With if you buy with your card, is a price, and then if you buy with cash, is another price because then people taking the cash and selling the cash, they own people selling their own cash in the country. So things get really hard, and I I think it's not only the government, it's the people too because they're doing the bad things in the country. Uh, they but then there is no law. You have to have you have to get a law so people will not do those things. So both sides really have the fault of everything what is happening. Mm. Now, what what so, what from your you lived uh, close to Caracas, right? Um, where did you live exactly? I was living in Puerto Ordaz, mm. that's Ciudad Guayana. Now, how long ago that would you is, say? Um, Estado Bolivar. How long ago would you say that the this that you know things start to change, that things were getting a bit tight. Um, how, how long ago would, from your experience? Well, um, that was nearly like before Chavez died. You, you say like uh, um, three or four years before, when he was in the government, uh, um, there was being seeing these problems already. Um, they taking over private places and make them to the government and then you see they don't produce nothing so little by little little the, the the country was going down 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 so when now maduro go under power well it gets worse now because i don't know by my side well chavez do, was doing the things a little better maybe the people didn't want the things to go on but um chavez at least had a little control but what i see what i live is that this this government what is have right now he really don't don't do nothing mm. now how are the people how are people dealing with the crisis because we we hear of instances where i mean in some cases you know you have riots uh people are out on the street protesting um in your area in Porto das how 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 have people responded to the situation um how are they coping how did they deal with the challenges that they face well um uh i will talk about myself um i used to repair computers over there so what i do is i just charge in us so depending on how the us say i will repair a computer i will charge 10 us so if the us is um 6,000 today, well, I will tell the people, here, I am charging 60,000. So then they will have to pay me that immediately because then when one or two weeks pass, well, the U.S. going up and I lose the money. So it was really hard to get a job, like to say that, okay, I'm doing this to survive. People right now, well, they buying stocks outside the country, bringing in um, like food, uh, rice, flour, sugar, and they just sell anything cash because the cash, they will sell back the cash and make it as a profit. So right now, but I don't see that the, the good way, no, but people just doing it because they want to survive, like how they say. And people who has a job, a permanent job, Right now, um, I think the minimum fee of a, of a worker monthly is 40,000 um, 40, bolivars. So imagine if the, if the U.S. is 6,000, you hardly get a 10 U.S. a month. So you really do nothing with that a month. So people have to do something else, something extra to get money. Mm. What about food? What's the price of food like? Because you, you pointed out, for example, you, you only have access to 500 bolivars a day, which is less than a US dollar. What about food? Basic yeah, well, food items? Yeah, well, actually, if you, if you have the, uh, the money in, in bolivars, um, in cash, well, maybe you will get it more cheaper. But then the problem is to getting it in the, the money from the bank. 
or then if you sell something, well, you get the cash and you go buy food, you get it cheaper. So really it is a, is a kind of way you have to get up in the morning and see what you will do in the day. It's a little headache because it's is, is not comfortable that you have to get up and you have to say, well, let me see how, how the US, let me see where I can get a cash and let me see what I could buy with what I make today. Mm. And then tomorrow, well, I will see again. Yeah, so you're living day by day, basically. Yeah, day by day, basically, you have to have that in your mind and and see what you will do. Because mm. even if you have four or five jobs, you will still not get to buy what you want to buy. The, the availability of food, because that's one of the stories that we're getting a lot out of Venezuela. That And I was there briefly, um, and I was at a supermarket, and I did notice that there was some food on the shelf. It, it didn't look beer as in some cases that we've seen but what about imported ass is are we seeing a lot do you go to the supermarket and see a lot of food on the shelves or is it is it scarce well when you get to a supermarket you will see actually you will see things what you need and there they have it but then you don't have the money to buy maybe you want to buy a milk well okay you say i have money i will buy this milk alone and you go with the milk because you don't have nothing else so the things are there, but you can't afford to buy them because the people them who get in it, they're selling it too, too, and too much money because they say the US, they're in, in 6,000 and um, they want to get the profit in US. But then the people in, inside the country don't gain the money in US, they gain Bolivars. Yeah. So so again, so even if the food is available, you don't have money to purchase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You will get food. You will get food. But yeah. you can't afford to buy it. Right. What about safety and security? Um, you know, we, we are seeing a lot of images coming out of persons clashing with the authorities, clashing with police, mostly in Caracas. But outside of Caracas, in Portadas, for example, is it like that? Or is it just most of the, the attention seems to be in the capital? No, well, actually, um, is that is that what everyone sees, um, and maybe more than that? Because, in my personal opinion, the when when the authorities get you on the road, well, they only want money, so they doing all the the, the robbery. I with myself, I see that how they taking people's um, say rice, flour, sugar off the road. And they just carry it and they say that no, that you're selling overpriced. And the people who don't have bills, well, they will take it. Legally, you have to have a bill to sell back again. So you're selling it to a price that is not the price. But then when they carry in these stocks, they don't carry it directly to the police. They just carry it to somewhere else in a supermarket and they will tell that, that person in the supermarket, hey, I have some stocks to sell. So they go on and sell it to the other to the other supermarket. So actually, the corruption is is everywhere. So the in people, other, so, so just to understand, they're they're taking the food from the government and they're reselling it at a at a higher price. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then the um the the security well is all about getting dangerous. Uh, the authorities don't do not really nothing. If anything happened to you, just go into the police. You will tell them what happened, but they will tell you that um. If you don't have a proof, if you don't have a bill, if you don't have this, if you don't have, they really don't move themselves to to support you. And sometimes the things what happen in the road, well, they they themselves doing it. The uh, like people were, were doing um this protest on the road or so, they just um harm the people them what they in the protest. Uh, maybe they will be doing it um pacifically, but they don't care about that. The, the police, um, we, we hear of times, I and mean, we've spoken to Venezuelans here in St. Kitts and Nevis, and they have alleged that the police are, or the authorities, the government in particular, are abusing persons, in some cases um, killing persons. Um, yeah, yeah. You were seeing that on the ground? Is that something that you see on the ground? Is that something you can say definitively happens, that well, indeed the police are, yeah. are committing these crimes? Yeah, well, not not really. I see, no, but it's news that we get inside there. 
It's news that we get inside and I see enough people outside that they don't really see this news. So we really inside it, we see it. Now, the, the, and I think I asked earlier, I wasn't quite sure if you, if you answered, but in, in Porto das, are we seeing the same kind of intensity and tension between the police and, and the people, or is it mostly in Caracas? Yeah, no, no, it's all about, it's all about the, the country. It's everywhere, right? In, in Bolivar, it's the same thing too. Mm. Just that um, the news, well, you know, the news is, is not expanding to the whole world. Just like if I take it with my phone, well, I would upload it on Facebook and that will roll in the whole Facebook. Right now, it's only the social medias have the news because the government um, don't want to this news go outside. They just tell the, the, the channels that if they put something on the channel, well, they would get locked off. Now, when it comes to information, and, and, and there's another thing too, because um, with the with all that's happening in Venezuela, are you have, do you have access to internet and, and basic um, utility facilities, uh, electricity? We we got reports that there was a blackout um, some time ago. Has electricity been a, a regular occurrence now? Are you you were having st were you having stable electricity just before you left? And what's what's the the situation there? The last time no, you checked? No, well. Um, the internet is really, really bad, really bad. It, it's slow, it's not really good. You still have a little access, but sometimes you left uh, one or two days without the internet. Um, the current, yes, before we left, um, there was a blow up and um, the, that was in Guri. The, they say that was a blow up. They say that was a sabotage. But in my experience, it's really that they don't do maintenance to the, to, the, to the things inside there. So they just will blow up because you have to put hands in it. So um, we had about two days without current. And I heard Sulia was actually seven days without current. So it's a real problem being that we have more current than other countries here. Uh, like here, I, I don't see those, those kind of problems. Indeed, I am talking to you through the internet and it's so fluid because Alec over there, I didn't have communication. My family called me and I really don't have a good internet signal and I didn't understand what they say or so. Mm -hmm. So really the services right now is really down. I don't know how it is right now. Well, I it's, it's bad because um, I try to call people over there and the signal is bad yet. Mm. Let, let me talk a bit about healthcare because that's also another area that gets a lot of attention. Um, we, I, I, I don't know if during the time you were there if you needed to require healthcare or, or to go to the hospital or to go to the pharmacy. But what has been your experience dealing with the public health services in Venezuela? Well, the first reason that we came over here was because of the health. Um, my wife was in the hospital and she says she sees so much things in that hospital that she didn't even want to be in there. People, um, girls getting babies in the floor, um, they dying because they don't have a medication. You have to pay a lot of money because um, the pharmacies don't have the medication and you just have to go buy it to someone who have it. I don't know how they get it, but they have it and they have it to a higher price. So people dying because of that, because you don't get the medication, you don't get the attention, the hospitals don't have um, tools to work with. If you are going to get a baby and you are going to get attend, you have to carry everything, being the gloves, the cotton, everything you have to carry, everything. They don't have nothing inside the hospitals. Wow, and and is it what you 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 mentioned? For example, women having babies on the on the floor were were there not enough beds, hospital beds? Excuse me, there what? the hospital beds. Okay, you mentioned earlier that you that uh, your wife saw women having babies on the floor. So is it that they, they they were run out of beds? What was the situation? Why why they had to well, they be on the say, floor? Well, they say they say that they didn't have beds. That was the excuse they make. But she said that she saw a lot of beds that were were available but you know like they just don't want to attend these peoples or uh, i really don't know i really can't say because she said that she saw her beds and indeed she was waiting to because they said that they didn't have beds available so 
um, she was about four days in hospital from the morning till the night, sleepover. Sometimes I just carry home she and then go back in the morning and she didn't get attend. She get attend because of a friend, um, the gynecologist who see she, she was the president of uh, the, 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 the next hospital and she just call her and tell, tell her to go there and she get immediate attention. Like I say, you have to know somebody to get attend. Or if not, you will not get attend because indeed where she gets it attend, it was how it have many people's waiting to, and they will, they don't get attend in the, in the other hospital. Hmm. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Let's Talk St. Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio. We're speaking with Edwin Prowell. He is uh, was a resident of Venezuela, lived there, grew up there um, for several years, and uh, just recently moved with his family to Guyana uh, in light of the situation in venezuela now you're you would have to you basically you had to move your family you had to leave uh venezuela uh talk to us a bit, a bit about your experience uh, what it was like because um when i got there when i came there um we came on the invitation of the government and so we flew in on our private plane and one of the things i noticed at the air at that airport is that there were a lot of uh planes there that seemingly abandoned were abandoned um and there was no activity at the airport as we know the government uh, the U.S. government and uh, several airlines have blocked uh, commercial flights to Venezuela. Uh, but what was your experience like in, 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 in leaving Venezuela? Well, um, we didn't came through the airlines. Um, actually, I didn't. I don't. Um, I don't go through airlines. But um, um, what? They say that uh, many airlines was closed down. Uh, the government didn't want them to come out or come in because because of he don't want people just come out the country. He just want people to stay in the country. Indeed, uh, my wife didn't get her passport yet because of two two three years now waiting on it and she didn't get her passport yet. They just said that um, they waiting they waiting. You have to wait. You have to wait. You have to wait. And um, they don't. They just don't want people to come out, and they don't do maintenance to the airlines or, or nothing like that. Mm. And and when you were leaving, I take it that a lot of other persons were leaving with you as well. Excuse me. I I take it that when you were leaving, that there were other people who were leaving as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every day is um. Different way people just running out of the country because they can't support, they can't support that. It's it's a little hard inside it. So every time uh, people just coming out of the country. You might not know fully the, the whole situation where Ghana is concerned, but from your observation, from what you know, um, are there a lot of Venezuelans going to Ghana? Because we know Ghana borders Venezuela. Um, we know also from reports that there are a lot of thousands of Venezuelans who are heading to Trinidad because they have a an amnesty program there. What is the Guyana experience, though? Um, do, from what you know, do you know a lot of? Are there a lot of Venezuelans coming over to Guyana? We haven't heard much about Guyana, the Guyana situation. Yes, um, exactly. Here, right here, I have a, about four or five Venezuelans at the next road. They have about two families too. They are Venezuelan, and the main road, you see a lot of Venezuelans too. Um, girls working in the bars and so, so really is a lot of Venezuelan. Actually, here wherever I go in a supermarket or so, they have a girl working because she she knows the Spanish, and um, my wife well she just talking the Spanish normally because the people who working inside well they speak the Spanish, so there's a lot of Venezuelans right now inside this the Guyana. Mm. Let me, let's go back to to. Um some of the basic food items we spoke about earlier. On average, something like bread, because when I was there, I visited the supermarket and I inquired about the price for bread. Um, well, we looked at the shelves, bread, egg, and, and some of the other stuff that were there. From in Portadas and in the supermarkets there, how much would you say on average is the price of a loaf of bread, a tin of milk, and maybe a tray of egg? Actually, um, 
I could say five, maybe over a hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand believers. For everything. Yeah, for everything. That's that would be over a hundred thousand believers because everything they carry it in U.S. So when I was there, um, I always average uh, five US for a tray egg. So six, five, 30, that's 30,000 alone for a tray egg. And the milk, well, everyone selling it the price, whatever they want to sell. So I really don't know how much will be a milk, but that maybe it, it will be more than a tray egg because I afford it to buy a tray egg, but not a milk. The the, when we were there, we spoke to some persons who said that they would have gotten, or rather, the government distribute food packages um, on a monthly basis. Have you ever seen any of these food packages? Have you ever received any of these food packages? Because one of the accusations is that persons who get the food packages are supporters of the government, and those who are not supporters of the government don't get any. Um, is, have you, first of all, gotten any, and do you know this for sure, that there is the, the partisan bias distribution of food packages the, the the food packages what the government given yes that's correct okay that that's um the the club the right box the box the food box right yeah well that that is um something that they give monthly um but really when we when we get those foods um the milk the milk is very grainy when you when you make when you make the the say like if you make a coffee with milk after you done drinking you will see at the bottom is like sun in the bottom it's sheer grains so you can't uh, and is is this powdered milk or is this like a uh, liquid milk all right we seem to have lost connection there with um or caller. If you're just joining us, this is Let's Talk Sinkis Nevis. We are speaking with uh, a resident, a former resident of Venezuela who is now in Guyana with his family, uh, giving us an insight of what's happening on the ground. We, we hear a lot of reports at times, but it's always good to hear from persons who would have experienced it themselves. It's 10.34 uh, here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. We've lost connection with uh, Eddie, but we'll try and reconnect with him. What we'll do then, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we will continue our conversation. We'll try to connect with him and continue our conversation with uh, Eddie um, Prowell out of Ghana, uh, who recently moved from Venezuela. This is Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis. We'll be right back. This is VOC Radio, the voice of the Caribbean. We at Multigraphics are dedicated to providing quality products and service to our customers. Our team takes pride in the craftsmanship and is passionate about its work. Every job, large or small, is important. Most of our customers come to us through referrals. That's because our number one priority is service. We serve a wide variety of customers, such as restaurants, retail stores, manufacturers, trucking companies, and many more. Our capabilities include design, production, and installation. How can we help? We are located at Bird Rock at the Woods Wright Compound. Call us at 869-763-1511 or 784-491-7599. Multigraphics. Fifteen years. For 15 years, Nagico Insurances has been an insurance icon representing dedicated service and reliability in the Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis. To commemorate this momentous occasion and as part of our celebrations, Nagico will be hosting a raffle which will be drawn on the 14th of June 2019 at 3 p.m. at our head office in Bladen's Commercial Development. The exciting prizes include first prize a Samsung S9, second prize a Samsung 43-inch Ultra Smart TV, third prize a Samsung tablet, fourth prize a KitchenAid stand mixer, fifth prize Nutribullet, and a sixth prize a remote-controlled air drone. The criteria to enter is simple. All you need to have is a valid Nagico insurance policy not expiring before June 13th, 2019. Full payment of annual premiums on renewed policy between May 7th and June 13th. 
full payment of annual premiums on any new policy during May 7th and June 13th and clearing of all outstanding premium balances in full before June 13th. Nagico would like to take this opportunity to thank our customers for allowing us to serve you over these past 15 years and we look forward to being there for you far, far into the future. Nagico, fast, fair and always there. Terms and conditions apply. Me all a walk like a champion. Hey, hey, hey! How would you like to go to the Simkis Music Festival VIP style? Well, KFC can make it happen. When you spend $30 or more, you get a chance to be one of the three winners per night to experience Music Festival VIP style. All you have to do, log on to www.kfcsimkitsurvey.com. Complete the survey. Write the validation code on the back of the receipt along with your name and phone number and return it to any cashier and you will make yourself eligible to win go to the music festival vip style compliments kfc it's finger licking good now is a good time to check up on your health at Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, we do lots of medical tests to let you know what's going on. We conduct tests for blood, urine, sugar, cholesterol, liver and kidney. Remember, anything can happen because of your diet, age or medical condition that need to be evaluated. Make sure you're not at risk for diabetes or other health conditions. Call or visit Quality Diagnostic Laboratory now. 465-6657, Corner Fines Avenue and Kayon Street, right here in St. Kitts. Meridian Medical Pharmacy is the best place to get your pharmaceutical products. We make filling prescriptions easy. Our well-stocked pharmacies are ready to serve you. Check us for medical supplies, skin products, supplements, and so much more. Ask about flu vaccines. At Meridian Medical Pharmacy, we are focused on offering a professional, personalized pharmacy experience. Our service is personal, compassionate, and friendly. Located at our state-of-the-art medical facilities at the corner of South Independence Square Street and Adlam Street, downtown Bastyr St. Kitts. And now we have a new branch on Frigate Bay Road in the Sugars Complex. Call 465-5096 and 465-3306 or email pharmacy at meridianmedcons.com. Visit Meridian Medical Pharmacy today and experience professional customer care and fast prescription fill-in service. Meridian Meridian Medical Medical Pharmacy. For all your printing needs at top-notch quality, go to Digital Print Plus, located on Princess Street, Bastyr, St. Kitts. At Digital Print Plus, you get the best in business cards, letterheads, envelopes, wristbands, tent cards, rack cards, flyers, brochures, logo designs, posters, photos, architectural designs, 3D renderings, and so much more. Digital Print Plus gives you the best quality at competitive prices. Contact us at 767-7468 or email digitalprintskn at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at Digital Print SKN. Digital Print Plus for all your printing needs at the best quality. Simply the best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio.
Welcome back to Let's Talks in Kitchen Nevis. I'm Andre Huey. And uh, just before the break, we were speaking with uh, Edwi Prowell out of Ghana. He uh, grew up in Venezuela, lived there with his family, recently moved to Ghana as a result of the situation there. And just before we lost connection with him, we were talking about um, food. And you were describing, Eddie, the, um, the fact that the milk that you get from the government, uh, the government issues these food packages, these food boxes to persons. But the milk, you said, it wasn't the very best of quality. Yes, uh, maybe they give just given things expire. I don't really know. I don't really know what to say. Well, have you ever gotten any but, of those um, any of those boxes? You have ever gotten any of those packages? Excuse me. Have you ever gotten any of those packages? Those food boxes? Yes, yes, of course. Every every um every family um ha uh, have to receive a box of food. So the box will get with uh, maybe they will sell rice. Um, milk, flour, sugar, um, uh, tins of tuna or sardines or so, you know, just uh, the basics, foods, what, what every people need. Mm -hmm. But right. um, not only me, is everyone says that the, the things, what, they, what is inside the box is not really good qualities of, of, of food. So... I and my own experience, I could say that everyone in my family, after um, uh, a time consuming this this milk, we had stomach problems. I don't really know. I'm not doctor. I don't really know if because of this milk, we had those problems in the stomach. But being we come over here and we get in normal milk, everyone stopped with the being belly with the with the with the problems in the stomach, so that's my logic. No, if you are over there and you are just consuming things over there, and you have stomach problems, and then when you come over here, you just be okay, and you didn't go to a doctor. Well, the logic is that that you don't really get good food over there. The government don't send you good things over there. Mm. And and how often do you get this food box? Like once a month. Yeah, once a month. Now, there are some persons we I spoke to, we spoke to when we were there in February, we spoke to some persons in the supermarket, and they were saying that um, the distribution of the food boxes, that it, it's politically motivated. So persons who support Maduro would get, uh, would get these boxes, and those who don't usually don't get it. Is that true? Yes, some, some people don't get it, but it depends on the people who have to put in for, for these boxes because in that part, well, I don't really blame the government because um, you have to move, you, you, your people in your section have to move to get those boxes. And some of them just don't really care, so they don't really go. And that means that the whole section will, will left without the boxes. You know, when I work it one time alone with them, um, because they asked us to help them. So, okay, I just go in with them and I was helping them and I saw the process. What is it about? You have to go collect money from everybody. Then you have to go to the bank. You have to pay off in the, um, you have to pay off for these boxes. Then with the receipt, you go into the, to the place who, who, who will give you the food and then you have to make lines to get the food because not only you will go for your food is everyone will go for the food so if the person who is in charge from your section don't go well then you will left the whole section you will the, the whole people all those families in that section will left without the food so maybe that is the that is the case that people say that they don't get the food Mm. And and this is because this is due to so so persons have to pay for the, the so it's not like the boxes are free they, they it has to be paid for. Yeah, but it's not really a money no because um the last time I paid for a box I had to pay uh, I think was um five hundred five hundred bolivars not really a, a, a much money. Okay, okay. So persons have to pay for this, and they, so the, so you have someone who collects the money on behalf of the government, and they go around and and yeah. collect from persons and pay for the boxes. Yeah. So well, not really. Well, not really. Government is the people who working with the with the 
with the collectives they call it okay the collectives now so so in other words then uh, so the persons in your view the persons who don't get this box is not because of their political affiliation it more has to do with them not interest being interested you're saying yeah yeah i that, that is what i what i say um i don't think because the government don't, don't gain these boxes because um i will not say that they are bad they are leaving people without food no because they have to give everybody because they do um i don't know what you will call it a sense like a you will go house by house and know how much families you have so all these data will go up direct to the government and the government will know how much how what amount of food they have to give to the whole country okay Let me so so they do, they already they already have these data to to say that okay they, they, they these people have to receive the food so maybe if people don't just don't go for the food or like i said the corruption is so big that maybe they're taking the food because more than one time i see these these products selling on the road mm, and they're not they're not, they're not supposed to be resold exactly let me ask this um this is one of the questions we ask a lot of people on the ground in venezuela um we all know what's going on between venezuela and the u.s and the fact that um the united states have made it very clear that they do not want this current government that is in power president maduro and his administration they want them to be removed and to be replaced by Juan guaido um the as someone who lived in venezuela and and grew up in venezuela spent a, a good portion of your life there would you want to see u.s intervention military intervention in venezuela because many people believe that it's inevitable that it's going to happen that america is going to come in uh military wise and and invade venezuela do you want to see that happen well in my point in my point point of view it's the better way to do things because um this government will come out just like that he will not just open the door and say okay i am out because it's a lot of years now and they still in there they still want power because i don't think it's money they want they just want power because money they have a lot already of money so i think the better way is just an intervention it is hard because many people say but if they intervene and there will be many people dying in the roads but when you don't make your checkup already so many marches so many things happen so in so many years and so many people dying and nothing getting up so it's better to make one big thing and just take them out of there i don't know if this this guido is a better option but at least we have to make a different try when you have something broken you just have to replace it for something new and you will see if this something new will work or not what about the the notion that some people for example the government has been saying that you know it's not that we don't have the money but the the u.s sanctions has blocked our money we, we are not able to receive uh, money that is owed to venezuela there's money billions of dollars um locked away in banks in the united states because they're frozen by the u.s um what do you say to that do you think that the sanctions have made things worse or is it just mismanagement of the country well the government said that, that that is lie so i don't really know and i don't really think that other countries will just say that for say it because they wouldn't gain nothing doing that and that not not, not only one country says it i the last news is i heard was canada saying that they 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 closed down many accounts um the states closed down many accounts i think spain says the same thing so I don't really think is a is a joke or just a, a a way to say that the government is bad. They maybe this government just saying that is lie because he want to just say that the United States have the fault of everything what is happening because that always that is what he says. Always when he is on TV, he only says that United States wants to go in, that he wants the oil, that he wants this, that he wants that, that he wants the. But as I say, I rather the united states go in and just take the oil but give the people some food give the people alive because it's the same thing he just gave away everything every resources what we have in the country he just giving it away and we don't get nothing 
as you as you mentioned that um in the caribbean and st kitts nevis you know is, is no exception in fact uh, st kitts nevis is one of the countries that have benefited from the petrocaribe and other initiatives from uh from venezuela um there's a there's a school of thought that in venezuela that there are some people especially those who support guaido they are not in favor of all this help that venezuela has given to other countries you know in the caribbean and other places uh, and the government is saying well we need to establish and continue our good relationship with the caribbean because they are our neighbors what is the sentiment i mean what what do people what do you hear on the ground are people for this kind of help that venezuela is giving to the rest of the caribbean or do they feel that you know we should be keeping back the resources here because people in Venezuela need the help or is, are they okay with it well as i say he, that is just um a mask like like anyone will say is a mask just for say that he is a good government that he is helping other countries that he is giving other countries but really you have to to give uh, other country you have to watch first your people how they are standing because if your people is not standing good, you have to help them first, and then you could go out and help other countries. I mean, I I can say that okay, he helping other countries. That is nice. That is beautiful. But who helping his own country? He have to help his own country first to say that okay, let let he give the the other countries. Mm -hmm. Now, before we let you go, we have about six minutes left. Um, what do you hope to see happen in Venezuela? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you and your family are probably looking to go back um, when things get better. Um, are you hopeful? Are you, are you optimistic that things are going to improve and soon? Because we still don't know what's going to happen. Well, I hope things get better because really we, we want to go back. Um, Venezuela is a nice, nice country. It's very beautiful. It has many things and being that we are over here is very hard because you have to work to pay bills you have to pay the current you have to pay water you have to pay so many things and over there you just don't pay those kind of things because government already give those things actually free and uh, so you just work to to maintain yourself and just maintain your family so really it's nice to live so because you don't have so so much expensive and um we really like to live more over there but be in the situation where we just have to be here meanwhile hoping that everything get back better soon so that we could just go over back again mm. so i really i really don't know what is going to take place because everybody's saying everybody doing but everybody's saying but don't do nothing so um we just came over because of that my wife more than one time she went to march uh, uh in the road with people making big marches and so she she was supporting the um, to the change but nothing really just happened so we're trying to fight but when you see that the fight is in vain that you will not gain nothing well you just have to go because you will just stay the starve to death actually mm. and and how are things in guyana i mean i know you said it's hard you you have to do things that you're not quite accustomed to in in venezuela well, in compared to when you're in venezuela but how how are you and your family been coping um with the move to, to guyana well right now here well i will i just selling some stocks uh, like chips and so and um, I am doing my computer work, but it's slow because I am actually starting now. So I don't really have a permanent job. And you have to have a permanent job to to really pay all those bills where you have to pay. So it is really hard right now, but I can say that we have health and we have food. So that, that is the, the main things and the more more important things right now. Because in Venezuela, you have to work hard and then you don't have health, you don't have food. So with those two things, well, you just will die because you, if you don't have health, you don't have food, you can't just go on. Mm -hmm. And the children, I take it that the language barrier is something that's also a challenge. I mean, Ghana being an English speaking country and Venezuela being Spanish. Yeah, it's a very, very, very 
hard um, uh, chance we take because the girls, they just don't know the language. But um, I, the good thing is that is it's a lot of Venezuelans in the country, right? So they already have a, you can say they have a little more time. So they, they know the two languages. So they right now they're getting a little help with their friends because they know the English and they know the Spanish. So they just translate them and then will do them homework or understand what they're doing or so. And little by little while they will pick up the language. I mean, it's not hard when you want to do something, when you want to get up something in life, well, you just have to do it and you will learn to do it. All right. Well, we're, we're almost out of time, Eddie. I'm going to give you the chance to just give you a final words, just so you know, you in light of all that you would have uh, shared with us um, and shared with the listeners. Um, what are you looking forward to and what are you hoping for as you as we close off the interview? Oh, well, um, I am hoping to to get a, a better life in the, in the country right now here. Uh, giving my family everything what I need and um, hoping that, that Venezuela get back better so that we could just go over back and live our normal quotidian life what we had before and um, well and thank you for the interview uh, I hope every, everything what I said and the information was good and nothing else to add all right. Well, Eddie, thank you very much. And we wish you all the best to you and your family. We do hope that everything works out and that you'll get the okay, opportunity thanks. to, you know, return home and, and be back to Venez in Venezuela in a much better situation. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank all you, right. Andre. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. That's uh, Eddie Prowell. He and his family recently moved from Venezuela to Guyana, where they now live, uh, considering the circumstances in Venezuela and he certainly shared shared light on a lot of things uh, some things that I didn't know as well because having gone to Venezuela I wasn't able to see everything but to be hearing it from someone who lived there certainly has shed some light and we certainly hope that we've enlightened you or listeners as well here on Let's Talks and Kids Nevis. Remember we'll have a rebroadcast of this program tomorrow at 10 o'clock right here at Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net and next week we'll have some new shows for you next week Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for listening and do stay tuned to Voice of the Caribbean Radio, Reaching the Caribbean and Beyond. I'm Andre Huey. St. Kitts and Nevis, a talk show and current affairs program focusing on St. Kitts and Nevis, the Caribbean, and international news. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, join host Andre Huey as he delves into topical issues of the day. We'll open the lines so you can call in and be part of the discussion, and he'll feature guests each week to help shed light on the various topics of discussion. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis with Andre Huey, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. with rebroadcasts on Wednesdays and Fridays, also at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Also listen on our Android mobile app and tune in radio. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Online radio has never been this great. It's Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Tune in for Caribbean music and programs, news, sports, entertainment, vibrant discussions, and much more. Tune into programs like Get Up Mornings with Carl D. Springett, live on weekday mornings. Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis with Andre Huey. The Caribbean News Hour and The Quiet Storm with Magic Man. Tune into great music to inspire you each day, only on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, at www.voiceofthecaribbean.net or on our Android mobile app in the Google Play Store. Just search Voice of the Caribbean. We're also on TuneIn Radio. 
Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Check our website for program listings. <laughs>